Hello and welcome to another Level Playing Field podcast Weeks of Action special. My name is Liam Bird and I am the fan liaison officer at the charity. In this episode, you will find me in Wales, to be precise, the home of Swansea City Football Club, the Swansea.com Stadium. There, pre-match, I speak to Andrew, the chair of the DSA, Kath, who has multiple roles, but one of them being the disabled liaison officer for the football club, as well as mother Natasha, who is attending the game with her son for the designated level playing field weeks of action match against Fulham. Here we go, Thomas. I'm Head of Supporter Services at Swansea City Football Club and under that remit also is the Disability Access Officer role and the Supporter Liaison Officer role. We are currently in your office at uh, the Swansea.com stadium. Yeah, That's right. Um, we're here today because Swansea City are doing their Weeks of Action campaign day today um, against Fulham. So can you just explain what you're doing today and what you've got planned? So the first thing I'll say is that everything we've got planned for today for the game and also throughout the two weeks of the Weeks of Action has been done in complete conjunction with our DSA. They're amazing, amazing support and we really work together, not just on this campaign, but anything really, um, accessibility or or generally just support of services, fan engagement. So they're a, they're a great bunch of a, of a support group to work with. So specifically for this game, however, we've done a couple of things. So we've got the usual things that you'll see with the warm-up t-shirts. We're going to get all those signed by the players afterwards. And I've asked the DSA to have those. Um, they're going to work with local charities to see about donating those, getting those auctioned off to raise uh, much-needed funds for those and also for the DSA themselves. We're obviously going to be playing the fantastic Level Playing Field new video <laughs> on our screens to, uh, to show the journey then that um, that some supporters have gone through during COVID. Um, we hope that's a nice uh, educational piece as well. We've told staff about it to, to look out for it so they can get a bit of empathy, a bit of understanding of what people have actually gone through and still some of the, the challenges people are facing coming back to crowd events. This is my favourite bit. We blocked off all of the mascot packages and we said to our DSA, please work with the families of children who have disabilities and bring them in free of charge for the full mascot experience. And that includes their families as well. And then they also do the penalty shootout at halftime as well. So it's exclusive for the DSA um, and the DSA members with children for this event. And I'm really grateful that they did that process for me and how they narrowed it down. I don't know, but they've done a fantastic job, sent people our way and they're already in the building enjoying. And then the final thing we've done for today's match is the DSA worked with us on an inclusivity survey along with us other support groups um, back in December. And one of the questions was, do you know about the DSA? And many of our supporters who identified as having disabilities did. Um, But quite a small percentage in relative terms said that they were members of the DSA. I'm not concerned with that. The DSA aren't concerned because although uh, some people might have heard of them, it's great to know that they're as a support network and maybe they don't feel they need to be part of it. But we discussed as a group to say... Um, how about we give a space so that people can come and meet the committee members? So maybe they want to have a, a chat, find out how they support people or social events they've got going on or how they themselves can get involved in the DSA and indeed the club. So today we facilitated a meet space free of charge so the lovely Jack Army can come and find out a bit more from the DSA themselves. So it's not 
through the club. They can speak to the the committee members themselves to find a bit more about what uh, what the DSA does. Like I said, today the club is supporting Level Playing Field Weeks of Action campaign. Why have Swansea backed this campaign? We'll always back this campaign. This campaign's amazing, and not just the campaign. I mean, we work with the the DSA. Every week. I don't think there's, I don't think my phone doesn't on the WhatsApp group I've got with the chair and the Swan Secretary, it, it will ping every other day, every third day. We're in regular dialogue. We're always talking every single week, every single day, every match day, enhance the experience, celebrate the things that we've got. So it's, it's ingrained within us to do it all the time. But sometimes it's, you need these campaigns as well to really just highlight and shout about so we take for granted sometimes that we've got these fantastic facilities here at the stadium that I know being a stadium that's 17 years old is still considered in relative terms modern and a lot of other clubs aren't blessed with having a modern stadium with modern accessible facilities so sometimes we might take that for granted but actually weeks of action will really make us stop and think maybe not everybody's aware of that so it makes us really stop and think and consider things we need to celebrate we'll do testimonial pieces so I think it was yesterday we did a lovely testimonial piece of a young boy, Max, with autism who'd never been to a live game of football before and we put him in our sensory room with his family and just seeing a little boy going from being scared when he walked in through the door, he was pale, he was scared, he had his year defenders on, to the end of the game, jumping up and down, singing, not the chance, thankfully, he didn't pick up on that, um, <laughs> but singing, celebrating with his sister as well. His sister was there celebrating and his whole family said to me afterwards, we actually feel comfortable to think that on a quieter game, maybe, that they could bring Max to a live game of football and actually sit in the stand. And for me, that was fantastic to hear. And I fed that back internally to the team here. But actually, weeks of action made me stop and think, we're going to do a testimonial, a lovely news piece that's gone on social media. And it's been received lovely. And then that just gets that message out there. And other people can relate to it rather than just the club has a century room. Other people thinking, oh, that would help my family. If there's someone listening to this who wants to attend the game for the first time, what advice would you give to them? Don't be scared. You know, we are fully accessible. Our frontline staff will take you through your ticketing journey. They will speak to you openly about about your needs and what, what your preferences are. They'll guide you in your match day experience. So my match day experience may be very different from yours, Liam, generally. So I will be coming maybe with my with my two daughters. I will want to go on the family stand with activations and the mascots. You might want to go where they're a bit louder. Um, you might want to join in with the beer guzzlers. That's absolutely fine. But that's your match day experience. So from, a, from someone who has a disability, their match day experience, needs to be catered and thought out in advance of their journey, which is great. But that's what our staff are trained to do. So they'll direct people to where we feel the best environment for them would be. And that would be from an open discussion. Again, if supporters feel more comfortable, they can reach out to our DSA. Like I said, they work with us and they can do it from a fan perspective as well. Outside of all of that, we've got a wealth of information on on the website. They can go to there and really research. We linked up with Access Able as well um, and we've got some sort of like street view guides on the website so people can actually use it to actually plan their journey and view all aspects of their journey coming into the concourses the drop counters the accessible lifts so they can really see it before they come and we've done all that purposely because we want people to be able to look with confidence and and not to feel any resistance about coming and outside of all of that if that doesn't convince people send an email to accessibility at swanseacity.com 
I get those emails personally and I will respond and everything is tailored. So you don't get generic responses. It's always someone at the end who is listening to what you've said. Like I say, we've got a really good ethos share with with personal assistance and we have a, a policy which is adopted from the top down of reasonable adjustments. So we really work with our supporters and our community as well because for us, that's what it's about. We just want as many people to come in, watch Swansea City and become a jack for life. That's it. My name is Andrew Brady. I am the chair of Swansea City DSA. I have been chair for three years. And can you tell me a bit about the DSA and the work that they do? So we, we work with the club to give some disabled supporters and the best match day experience they can get, along with their friends and family. And since the DSA launched, what changes have you seen at the club regarding accessibility? The DSA was formed in 2014, and um, since we formed, there have been many changes at the club, the biggest being the introduction of a sensory room, uh, smaller changes like signage on the disabled toilets. We do quite a lot for our members. We do social events where they get the opportunity to meet the manager and the players and take photos, ask them questions. Uh, things like that. So the community part of the DSA is a huge part of what the work that you've done and yeah. we've just gone through a period of no fans in the stadium and a lot of fans at home. Can you tell me about what the work that the DSA did during the pandemic? We thought it was important to keep our members engaged with the DSA and the club so we started holding virtual coffee mornings and Season wine evenings invited club representatives along uh, so they can ask them questions. And we, we built up uh, the community that way where the virtual coffee mornings got bigger and bigger. I think the biggest virtual meeting we had has had over 40 people attending it, so it's quite good really. I'm here because Swansea City are celebrating the campaign Level Playing Field Weeks of Action. Yeah. Um, and uh, the DSA are going to be set up inside the, I need to get the name right, Swansea City, Swansea.com Stadium. Correct. I'm looking at the people around me and they're nodding, which, <laughs> which is great. How can the Weeks of Action campaign be used to, to raise the profile of what accessibility you have at the stadium? I think from the formation of the DSA, we find it difficult to engage with all disabled supporters. I think this is an ideal opportunity to promote our engagement and to also promote the, the work that's been done by the DSA and the club to make that match the experience best it can be, really. Do you think there's significant enough awareness when it comes to disability within sport? I don't think it can ever be enough. I think it has improved over, over the years. 
certainly at my age, and I'm not going to tell you how old I am, <laughs> but I'm the wrong side of 50. When I used to attend football games as a youngster, the awareness of disability just wasn't there, and it's improved vastly over recent years, and it can only get better. So what can be improved, in your opinion? Not just at Swansea, but in, in sport as a whole? I think... The, just the awareness of people's needs, the inclusion of everyone who would like to attend a sporting event, giving them the opportunity to be included as a spectator at any event. For some people it can be difficult and can take quite a bit of planning as well. Do you think campaigns like Level Playing Field Weeks of Action can be used to educate non-disabled supporters about disability? I think that's very important to educate how people who are non-disabled so they can appreciate what disabled spectators have to go through to get, get to watch a game or an event. Let's kind of look forward. In the next five years, where do you hope the conversation regarding disabilities act. I'm hoping that the education of people will have improved so much that we won't need to be pushing ourselves forward all the time. We will be accepted and everyone will be included in all sports. My name is Natasha Davis. I'm here with my son, Bobby, who's a mascot today. I'm also here with my dad and my husband, Richard. We've been uh, long-life fans of Swansea City. Uh, Bobby has managed to come to a couple of games previously with his dad, but it's the first time he's managed to be a mascot today, and he is very happy to be here, definitely. And how much does football play into his life? Not at all. Up until recently, Bobby was born with a heart condition that prevented him from doing any physical activity. But he had his second open heart surgery July last year and he has the energy to do so. And he's recently joined a local football team and all of a sudden he's football mad. So this, as you can imagine, today is just something that he never thought he'd ever be able to do or be part of. So it's a bit of a dream come true for him today. I, I don't know who's the football fanatic within the family. Dad. Dad. I, you know, I'd enjoy it. And if the Swans are on, I'll watch it. But Dad is a big, big football fan, <laughs> especially Swans. So what, so what does it mean for you as a family then that you can come and watch a game of football as a collective? It's felt today has been very inclusive. And that's something that is so important for Bobby, you know, the child with a disability. I think it can be quite a lonely journey for a family. Um, and an extended family, like my dad, is able to come to us. So Bobby's grandfather is able to experience something with him that he thought he'd never be able to. So it's a really special moment. I think in general, what, you know, the DSA, Swans DSA are doing, um, just very inclusive. And I think... Like I said, with it being a lonely journey on times, it's really nice to be part of something, yeah. Can I ask, would you have thought football is accessible as it is if you didn't know Absolutely about the disabled not. sport? No? no, I wouldn't. And like I said, it's something that has always been big in our house, but it was something I thought Bobby would never even be able to take part in. Just being in the stadium for a long length of time is quite tiring for him. 
but we've been so looked after today, which has been fantastic. Um, and it's, yeah, like I said, it's just something that's really inclusive and something we could do as a family, which I never thought was even there as an option for us, you know, so... So the players have... that They've gone now. And the players yeah. were out in the level playing field T-shirts. Uh, today is the club celebrating weeks of action. Yes. How important is it for you as a parent to see disability being recognised within the world of sport? Massively, because it's something that we, up until recently, don't see enough of. And it's something that's never been discussed enough. And I think, you know, as the times are changing, thankfully, and there's a lot more, you know, um, options available to children and their families with disabilities, it's really nice to see that the children can not only get involved, but their families can too. So it's been, it's been really important for us as a family. And what do you think the lasting legacy of Bobby coming today will be? We've definitely started something, that's for sure. Um, like I said, big, big football fans in our house anyway. But for him to feel like he's part of something which he's never been able to do before. So he feels part of the supporters. He feels part of the club. And, yeah, it's definitely starting uh, a big football legacy in our house anyway. He's never going to be a football player and he's fine with that. He's just really happy to be on this journey with his favourite players. And so. can I ask, if, if there's a, a mum or a dad listening to this, thinking about bringing their kids, what advice would you give them? I'd say do it. Because if I'm honest, when we were first approached, I didn't know if it was going to be um, a good fit for us as a family with Bobby and his energy levels and just having the accessibility you know, around Bobby's condition. But like I said, we've been so looked after. It's... It's been a real community spirit, which is really nice. Something I wasn't expecting. Um, I think if anybody is listening with a with a family with any children, obviously with any sort of disabilities, you can be made to feel very welcome, very included, and you'll feel part of something really important. So yeah, do it definitely. Perfect. Thank you for shouting over Liam Gallagher, <laughs> and I'll let you go back it's to the not game. Not easy to do. It's not. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much to Kaf, Andrew and Natasha for giving up their time to speak to me. I apologise to all the supporters I spoke to but couldn't find the time in this episode. However, next week we are going into extra time as we continue to bring you more special episodes, this time from matches taking place on the 12th and 13th of March. If you would like to know more about the work we are doing at Level Playing Field, please visit levelplayingfield.org.uk to visit our website or follow us on social media at LPF Tweets. If you're going to a match day, I hope you have a fantastic time. Bye-bye.